This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com.
But I literally was like, dude, I totally need to get a housewife. Like, mm-hmm. I totally need to. Or a house husband. Or, house yeah. husband. What, what, I don't even care. A cabana boy. <laughs> cabana <like> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the cabana boy. My husband will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, my name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household, setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another, where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree, where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding, where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is a next level badass and I'll I'll share why. I'll share why. Nicole Swartz is the attorney and founder behind Sprout Law, a law firm for women business owners. She's also a business owner as well. In 2015, she started a skincare line that was featured in hundreds of stores around the world. And even, get this ladies, the Golden Globes gift bags, like totally featured in the Golden Globes big uh, gift bags. That's like pretty badass. After two years, she had to rebrand the entire business because she didn't have a trademark. Now, she helps other women trademark their brands to avoid the same situation. Nicole is featured as an expert in Forbes, The Washington Post, Girl Boss, and speaks at events like Alt Summit, Craftification. Am I saying that right? Craftication? You are. Craftication. <laughs> and South by Southwest. Plus, her reels and TikToks about celebrity trademark gossip are pretty darn fun. So please help me by welcoming Nicole Swartz. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Veronica. How's it going? It's going good. Okay. So first off, you're an attorney. You have your own business. How did you start that process? Did you know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Was it something that like just kind of, I don't want to say fell on your lap because that's not really how it works. But like, how did you know that you wanted to be your own boss? I think it took a long time because I've always known that I didn't want a day-to-day job. Like I didn't want a nine-to-five that was never going to work for me. Yeah. And I feel like I tried to fit in that mold for like a long time. Like, and then you get caught up in the world of like your friends are applying to jobs. And so you kind of like, you get caught up in it, but it just was never like something I, like, I just always knew it didn't fit. Um, And then one day I just had this moment, like I had this little mini breakdown where I was like, I couldn't sleep. I was scrolling on Pinterest at like 4 a.m. And I saw this recipe for like how to make skincare products and just something finally clicked. And I was like, that's it. Done. (laughs) (laughs) 
like I don't know why that was it but I just got to a point where it was like and I had been like wanting to start it for a while I remember I had yeah. gone to a conference and like met with some other some of the speakers were like women in businesses and I was talking to them like how do you get like the courage to just like go for it yeah. like that was my main thing like I was like I don't know anybody who is an entrepreneur like it feels like so weird and scary yeah, foreign and they were like oh you just do it and it was like such a <laughs> okay oh. <laughs> okay I guess I just do it then yeah I think that's amazing it, it, it's true like you know I know for me the same thing it was like you do just do it like ultimately like it's scary and you do that you just do it scared like the yeah. entire time like just embracing for impact embracing exactly for impact, and I right? think that never goes away like maybe your tolerance <laughs> for it builds a little bit but it's still a little bit like uh do I know what I'm doing and also like oh shit this is scary right right like yeah. do I can I keep my eyes closed is that okay <laughs> so so you you've started your business take me through what this was like in your marriage because I'm going to tell you right now, I know for me personally, once I started my own business, I wasn't prepared. Nothing. I don't think anything could have prepared me for how my marriage was going to move and transition into what it is today. But a lot of like the hurdles and a lot of the pains that we had endured through that process. So can you take me through like the transition from you you know, you, you wanting to be the entrepreneur, starting it, developing it. Can you take me through sort of like, yeah, the I mean, I, I, comple- I completely agree. Like my marriage would not look the same if I hadn't gone through this pro, like through the process of starting a business. So yeah. when I first wanted to start a business, like luckily my husband is, was so supportive and has yeah. been so supportive the entire time. And like, that is so important when I think about how many of my friends are thinking about starting a business and their partner is like, oh, that's a terrible idea. Or like, oh, well, you can't do that because what about our, you know, the money that we need? Yeah. Like, like so many partners are not supportive. And I am so, so lucky that my husband from day one was just like, do it, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. Like, just go for it. And has always been really supportive. So that part of it um, was great. And weirdly enough, like once things started to grow in my business yeah it caused some growing pains from a marriage perspective as well can you get can you give us some examples yeah like just little things that we were like kind of not prepared for like um I was reading this article recently it was called and it's called like um the U.S. it was like other countries have social have like social backdrops the U.S. has women and it's sort of like Mm. women are just sort of you know in your marriage like like I'm kind of the backdrop for things like who sends the family gift like Christmas gifts and who you know if there's a like a someone has to pick up our dogs or whatever like it's just it's me and so those things like once my business started getting busier I wasn't able to pick up all of that slack yeah and it was like I wasn't able to be the person that was making sure we got groceries or making sure that our car registration was renewed and so it just caused like tension in a lot of these smaller ways of like who's picking up the slack in the relationship almost yeah yeah no, I, um, I, that's a perfect description yeah. and it just yeah it was and then it was just a, it was like a very confusing thing because it's like you want to be an equal partner but also like why is it falling on me to pick up the slack and things like that and so it was just kind of a thing that we were just not really prepared for like 
how how to handle it even and and you know what it still comes up like even a couple days ago my husband was sick and my first thought was like okay I'll run out to the grocery store and I'll get you soup and I'll get you ginger Mm -hmm. ale and then I thought like you know I have a really important important meeting with like a big company in about 15 minutes I can't do that no I can order it online and have it delivered totally and then I had this moment in my head where I was like oh I'm like a shitty wife like that's you know and it's like no like it it has to look differently You, you know um I remember, and I'll share this really quickly. I remember my daughter was sick and she asked, you know, I asked her, do you want me to make you something? And she's like, yeah, mom, um, can you make me albonigas? And albonigas is a Mexican soup. And I was like, yeah, of course I can make you albonigas. And um, I ended up, there's like a whole bunch of recipe books that I used to like pride myself in, like next level pride myself in. And I'm looking in the books and I'm like, I need the recipe. I don't know how to make this albonigas. I have no idea. You know, and back then it was easy, easy. I wouldn't need the recipe, but I'm like looking at it. And it was so crazy, Nicole, because I started crying. I'm like looking through this recipe book and I started remembering like who I was. I wanted like the goals that I had. And my goals obviously looked way different back then than they look now. But my goal was to create like this well-organized, typed up recipe book. And I was going to take all of my like notes and put it in like a document and, you know, word document. And then I was going to like print it out on like really cute cards and they were going to be organized in alphabetical order or by soups or whatever. Like I, like that was the goal. And I'm looking through this and it's like, this is my handwriting. This was me writing this down, but I, I can't connect with her if that makes even any sense. But it's like, I don't even know who that was like my goal was to like create this awesome organized recipe book and now my goal is like I'm totally going to be interviewed by Oprah you know um like it's obviously (laughs) way way different right but I remember like even thinking well wait a minute do they sell bonigas at Barron's or Whole Foods (laughs) like I remember thinking that and then also thinking I am a shitty mom I am a shitty mom because why can't I make her all the, the albonigas? And in addition to that, I'm just going to say this. I ended up texting my husband and saying, babe, I need you to buy everything that's made by Vix and send it to our daughter's dorm. And I need you to send that like ASAP and because um, our daughter needs it. And I remember putting that, I say this, putting that on him. I mean, why not? Right? Yeah. But I remember like putting it on him and then thinking, oh my God, okay, this is awesome. That's one thing I could check off the box. Now I can go back to, you know, the emails. Now I can go back to, you know, the meeting that I was about to cancel, but I don't have to cancel it anymore. Like it it kind of feels like it's, I don't know how you would describe it, but like, for me, it kind of feels like this doesn't feel right. It shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this. I need to stop. I need to, I need to go ahead and go into this mode and fill in this and fill in this role. But there's the other part of me that's like, screw that role. I need to go into this role. And these are, and these are all the reasons why I need to go into this role. And matter of fact, enough said, I'm going into the role. It kind of feels, I don't know for you, but it kind of felt like this tug of war. Yeah, because they're both they're both important, like right? you know, and it's like you can't ever. I, I've been. I feel like you can't really ever have balance 
with like with both of them at the same time it's like a constant trade-off of like okay like this week my work was super busy and then you know like hopefully next week I'll have more like family and relationship time and like it's just constantly trying to balance the two and then feeling bad about the one that you're dropping the ball on so tell me more about feeling bad about the one you're dropping the ball on because I think we have this expectation that like we can have it all we can do it all and it's like we can but maybe it's not all at the same time and and I feel like I like my my struggle is like giving myself slack to just be like I'm gonna be a like what I would consider like not my best self in my business this week or I'm not gonna be my best self in the relationship this week and like feeling like what what when I'm giving a hundred percent to my business or I'm giving a hundred percent to my relationship like I don't feel like there's enough time in the day to do both I've joked and said, I wish I could put my family on pause. Yeah. Like seriously, I wish I could put my family on pause and just let me go ahead and get this done. And, you know, my husband has said, Veronica, you know, when I was, um, he's a retired Marine and he's like, I would turn it off. He goes, you would tell me to turn it off. I'd get home and you would tell me, "Uh uh-uh, turn it off. And he's like, I need you to, I need you to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at him and going, fucking business owner how the hell like (laughs) like I have I have like I have employees that are literally depending on me to go ahead and provide them with food on their table you know um I have employees that are dependent on the business like that literally that there are some of them are the primary breadwinners you know and Mm -hmm. I have an all-women practice and it's like you you're asking me to turn this off but i don't think what you're i don't think you understand what you're asking me to do and i know that was like a big issue for willie and i cuz he's like i want you to just turn it off and it's like first off i need like maybe a 40 hour day like a 40 hour day would be great um and sure maybe i'll eat and go to sleep <laughs> maybe um but if you could hook me up with that 40 hour day like then <laughs> I could turn it off, right? Then I could do all these things. But I remember there was like this big disconnect between Willie and I because I think he thought we were on the same page and we were both speaking English and we were both trying to communicate the same things. But what I felt like was he was speaking like Swahili and I was speaking Spanish and it was it was just not registering. You're not understanding what I'm saying. You're not understanding my workload. You're not understanding mm-hmm. like the sacrifices I have to make in order for me to turn this off. And I even battled with that because it's like, you're supposed to turn this off, Veronica. You know, you're, you're supposed to turn this off. Your kids need you. You're supposed to turn this off. Your husband needs you. You're supposed to turn this off because you have chores to do. You have tasks. You have to pick up the slack. How do you not know what's assigned for your, you know, what homework your daughter's doing? How like that means you're a shitty mom. How do you not know who your your daughter's, you know, teachers are in high school? All of them. How do you not know all of their names? You know, how do you not know that she had a test yesterday and she failed because you didn't know? Like, and there was so much guilt. And so anytime Willie and I, that's my husband's name, anytime Willie and I would have a conversation, it felt as if he was constantly telling me. I'm a shitty mom and I'm a shitty wife and I need to get my act together. And that only angered me even more. Did you guys go through that? Yeah. I mean, I think like, as you were saying, it just resonated with me. Like 
again like what a strong partner that you need to have like and that both of us clearly do have yeah but like I think about you know some of the people I've dated in the past like oh that was never going to either the relationship or the business would have failed because like some partners are just not the right fit for like that kind of pressure or that kind of lifestyle or like sacrifice is the wrong word because there's tons of benefits obviously having your own business but I was thinking about this like um you know turning it off like my it was like really important to my husband is so silly but it was really important to him that we watched the um March Madness game because like his alma mater was like playing and so we went to the bar with like our friends are there and it was like 10 30 at night and I was waiting this client had a deadline and I was like I knew like I've been emailing them for six months and I was like I know you're going to email me right like five minutes before the deadline and say you need it <laughs> and of course they did and so I here I am like at the bar, like pulling up my laptop. It's 1030 at night. Yeah. And I'm like, can I get your Wi-Fi code? Like Please. I got to file this thing for this client really quick. And like, it's just like, it, it never turns off. And I feel like just having a partner that is like, oh, like, I don't know if okay with it is the right word, but it's just like, you're just, you just got to do your thing right now. And you'll like come back to it when you're done is like, just yeah. So, so important to have like a strong and secure partner in all of this. Like, it sounds like we both have, but yeah, there's definitely challenges. Cause my husband at the end of it was like, yeah, it was fun. Like, I wish we could have like, you know, celebrated it together. And I was like, Oh wait, who won? Like, I didn't even know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time you've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951 951- Three nine five three two eight eight. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. In what ways has it not necessarily gone well? In what ways have you kind of like pulled back and go, oh shit, maybe I pushed this a little bit too far? That's a good question. I think like, I mean, I think there's definitely been points in the relationship where I've seen myself push pause on family life for a little too long yeah and then we kind of have to like have this moment where I'm like you're not really putting an effort and he's like you're not putting an effort at all like you're you're somewhere else you know yeah and it's been hard for us to like both recognize like and probably more so me that like I do need to put in more effort on the family side of things to like have the type of relationship that I want like like that there is a sacrifice to just if I left my business alone for two weeks like there would there's the same thing in my relationship too yeah um and I think you know although obviously like you mentioned we do have supportive husbands I think there's I know in my case there has been times where it's like 
I don't want to say I've taken advantage of it. And I don't want to say I've taken advantage of it because it is true, but I don't want to <laughs> say, I don't want to say that, but I've paid attention to some of the red flags and some of the red flags were quite, quite clear to me when I'm in session with my couple, I, I see couples, mm. I, you know, that's, that's my jam. I love working with couples. Um, and I'm, I'm in a session with a couple and literally the husband is saying exactly what my husband has said to me. And I'm just like, oh shit, it's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally happening. And, you know, I, you know, obviously I'm going to help them get through it. I'm going to provide them with skills, techniques, all of these things. But it's like, oh, wait a minute, Veronica, this is a message you need to definitely hear and receive. Mm -hmm. And we need to do something about it. We totally need to do something about it. And I remember, you know, it, you know, as my client was processing through, you know, what his, he was experiencing with his wife, who is essentially his boss, um, they both, they both work together, but the company's hers. It brought me back to a time when I had gotten off work. It was a long day. It was back-to-back -back sessions. And I ended up asking Willie, do you need help? And he's like, no, 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 I'm good. The girls are doing homework. He's cooking. And I sit down on the couch and I just sit there and I like turn and my husband's cooking the kids are on the couch or the kids are doing their homework and I'm just sitting there. And there was a part of me that's like, you should get up. You should get up and help anyway. You should probably ask the kids what's going on. And there was a part of me that was like, I just need to sit here and just numb out for like five minutes. Like mm -hmm. just real quick. I just, and it was like, Veronica, get your ass up. Like get your ass up and, and be here. And what I realized was like, holy shit, I am like literally being, I don't want to say being led, but like the distractions, work, the mm -hmm. meetings, the trainings, you know, the, the interviews, I'm given this high, like I know how to do it. I know how to do it. I know how to do it really well in session. I, I know I'm, I know I'm good at what I do and there's this high and I see this, like this, like transaction happening, you know, when I'm killing a meeting, I'm killing a session, you know, um, I'm making all of these big decisions and there's this little bit of a high that comes along with it. Sense of validation, mm -hmm. instant gratification. And I realized, Oh shit. My husband, my kids, I'm either waiting for my kids to tell me, mom, you work too much or waiting for my husband to remind me that I'm not doing enough. And so instead I choose to sit on the couch, numb out because then I could distract myself from all of it. Mm -hmm. Is there ever a moment for you where you realized one, I need to be more intentional, but two, I don't want to. Yeah, I think like as we've been talking, you know, we were kind of talking about like giving your all to business, giving your all to family. Yeah. And then like, like both of those areas can just leave you kind of burned out too. 100%. And so it's like my struggle has also been like how to find time for myself, like how yes. to find time that I'm not working or, or, you know, hanging out with my family or doing things for my family or stuff like that. Like that's 
that's been a struggle where I feel like I have not figured that part out yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna help you girl. But exactly. (laughs) Right. But we don't talk about this at all. None of us talk about this. I, you know, I was sharing with one of my best friends. Um, she's an HR high level executive. She's a partner. And, you know, her and I, you know, go back and forth about like who won the mother of the year trophy, you know, <laughs> that week. Um, and it's not for great reasons. I'm gonna tell you right now. But, um, you know, we, we kind of go back and forth and have these conversations. And it's like, I know we're not alone. I know for a fact we're not alone. This is part of the reason why I wanted to create this series is because I want other women, high achieving women to know that you're not alone either. You know, and yes, we do have these amazing husbands and we have these amazing families and we're doing this with great intention. We're all doing this with great intention. But I think being able to go out and have two professionals, two two successful professionals come on this platform, have this real, raw, vulnerable conversation provides this sense of hope. Because in the end, we have crazy dreams. I mean, hell, you have your own practice. It's a legal practice. That's nuts. That is amazing. That's so amazing. And we're still feeling a little bit defeated. We're still feeling a little alone. And we're still trying to figure it out. Because like you said, and, and Rhonda, um, Shonda Rhimes also said this, you know, I know if I'm winning in one area, if I'm winning, you know, you know, with the productions, with, you know, the series, I know if I know I'm killing in one area, I know I'm failing as a mom because I can't win in both areas. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, when I heard her speech, it was just like, oh my gosh, dude, that's totally me. That's I've hired <laughs> enough people to go ahead and clean the house and do the things, but it's, I, it, I was still feeling this way, you know, and what would you say are some of the biggest battles you've personally experienced, not only in your marriage, but also maybe in your household with kids? I think it's like this. I think it's like a limitation that we put on ourselves almost like. Yeah. Like. I'll sometimes feel uncomfortable being like the the breadwinner in the relationship or I'll, I'll I'll think that my husband is uncomfortable with it like and I'll put Beautiful. that on him. Yep. Yeah, I'll put that on him like um we had a situation a couple years ago where I really wanted, wanted to buy uh a property, like an Airbnb property and my husband was like I'm not really in the financial position to do that. And I was like, yeah, but I am and so yeah. like we're we're going to do it. And it it caused some just like it was weird for both of us yeah you know because it's like you're you're doing something that kind of just looks outside of the norm at least like you know in like how we were raised and you know our friend groups and stuff like that like it looks different of like how do we navigate this yeah and how do we make sure that we're navigating it in like a fair and equitable equitable way but like I don't know it was strange and like I I think there's a lot of times when I'm kind of being like hesitant about something because I'm worried that it's going to make him uncomfortable. Yeah. And having to like push through that and be like, yeah, I'm just going to do it though. Yeah. Sorry if it makes you uncomfortable. And like, it's a balance too, because I'm not trying to be an asshole. I want to make no, sure I'm a, being no. a good partner, but I also want to make sure I'm not limiting myself because of, you know, somebody else's insecurities, feelings or limitations or whatever. Yeah. Insecurities. I noticed 
once the business started becoming really successful, it was, it was weird to me. You know, I, I don't know if I was in disbelief. I don't know if I was, well, obviously I was in disbelief. I don't even know if I was accepting of it. Like, oh my God, this is like really happening, you know, Mm -hmm. and the numbers that we're pulling and the amount that I'm charging, like all of those things, it was just like, it was, it, it was different. It felt good, you know, and at the same time, it also felt like weird, you know? Um, yeah. And this is how I knew it felt weird. And it was a little bit of both. Um, my daughter had asked me, she's like, mom, she goes, um, I picked her up from junior high and this is my middle child. She's now in high school, but I picked her up from junior high or from junior high. And she was like, mom, my friend, she's living in a hotel. I was like, Oh my gosh, what happened? And she's like, well, she's living in a hotel because her dad left her mom and he took all the money and he was the only one working. And I was like, that is, that's horrible. You know, how's she doing? And she goes, mom, if something was to happen to dad, like if dad was to like die, would we have to live in a hotel too? And I remember looking at her and I was like, baby, no. And she's like, oh, okay, we wouldn't. And we're driving home. And I was like, no, we were having a conversation about it. And we get home and, you know, all the kids are there. My husband's there. And I was like, I want to, I want to have a conversation, you know? And so we sat down at the table and, you know, Aubrey had mentioned, you know, had shared what, what some, one of her fears were and, <clears throat> you know, Willie's just sitting there and, um, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, he and no He's like, oh, I don't know what the hell I'm just going to sit here. And, you know, and so, you know, I go, you know, girls, my biggest, I have all three girls. And I was like, my biggest, one of my biggest, biggest, um, one of the biggest lessons I want to teach you is how to thrive as a woman and how to be independent so you can be interdependent in your relationship and the importance of that. With Aubrey asking me this question, I want you guys to know that if dad was to die, and mind you, I realize how inappropriate this is now, but back then (laughs) I felt like kind of a badass. But I'm like, you know, if dad was to die, we could stay in this house or if you want, we can buy a bigger house. Um, <laughs> again, I realize now how inappropriate that was. But like, and I remember like, my intent was not in any way to demasculize my husband. In any way. But essentially, I kind of went off on a tangent with it. Because I was feeling myself at the moment, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, well, yeah, we can, we can stay in this house or we can, we can, if you want to buy a bigger house, we can buy a bigger house, you know, but we would be fine, you know? And then I went on, of course, Nicole, <laughs> <laughs> of course I went on, you know, mom, you know, mom's an entrepreneur, mom's not dependent on anybody and mom will figure it out, you know? And meanwhile, we just positioned my husband as a dead person you know, yeah, right. and now we're moving on to, you know, greener pastures, right? He's holding the family back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so kind of going back to uncomfortable with being the breadwinner, I think there are times that we unintentionally do demasculize our husbands in different ways, you know, kind of like going back to, we're not going to ask our partners, hey, 
are you totally okay with buying an Airbnb? And we're not going to wait for them to give us permission. We make a sufficient amount of money. And, you know, obviously we're not going to put ourselves, you know, at risk of, you know, going under. There's a lot of research. And when we feel passionate about stuff, we we totally laser focus and go into it. But there is a little bit of a grieving process that happens in marriages with this transition. Mm-hmm. For me, being the, my husband, I was like, I would, I would ask my husband, babe, when you come home from work, go ahead and sit down. I got dinner, even though I work too, you know, like I got it. And there was so much pride, so much pride in that. I was cooking for my husband and my Mm -hmm. husband came home to a clean house. Like there was a great amount of pride. When my in-laws came home, came to the house, it was like fully cleaned. Like baseboards were scrubbed, like on my hands and knees. Now I could give two shits about what the house looks like, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) right. But take me through if you, if you don't mind, take me through what did the grieving process look like for the two of you? Yeah, I think it's, Exactly what you're describing. So like my husband in like when he's talking about it to people, he's like very proud of the fact that I'm a breadwinner yeah. and stuff like that. Like he he's excited about it. But mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I like to I like to like spoil him a bit. I'll get him like a an expensive birthday gift or an expensive Christmas gift. And then he's like, I didn't get you something that expensive. Like, you know, it kind of makes him feel bad in a way that he's like not able to like do something like that for me and so I've kind of had to like again like I because it's like my intention is good I'm trying to be like I got you something nice like yay but it makes him feel bad and then you know it's a tricky question like who's right there like I I guess we both are but uh but it's it's like this grieving period of like having to change the rules of what does a marriage look like like yeah for us it's like it doesn't look like somebody comes home and you know mm-hmm. the other person's cooking dinner and the house is clean and like there's somebody there to like kind of do all the things and like my husband has a has an important job too and so yeah. it's like like we're always kind of like oh it feels like you know our house should be more together it feels like we should eat at home more and we're like but like but who's gonna do it you know yeah. like we need a third person like we need like a we need to be like in a throuple and have like a housewife or a house husband. <laughs> oh my god! To like hook us up. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. No, I'm not. I literally, <laughs> I literally, no disrespect to housewives in any way, shape, or form, but I literally was like, dude, I totally need to get a housewife. Like, mm-hmm. I totally need to. Or a house husband. Or house yeah. husband. What, what, I don't even care. A cabana boy. <laughs> cabana like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the cabana boy. My husband will kill me. <laughs> but it so. I'm not alone in this. See, this is why I'm doing this podcast. I have said that. I have said that to secretly to my best friend. And she's like, Veronica, I totally get you. I totally Mm -hmm. get you. And she's like, that's exactly how I feel. And it's like. (sighs) I've had friends too, like a a couple of my other friends who are also the breadwinners in their relationships, like, or, or they don't even have to be the breadwinner, but they just like, they also have jobs that that are important and that they care about um they've like hired personal assistants to just handle like all of the household tasks like buy people gifts like do you know yeah all of these random things but but i think it looks it like i think it looks differently than i grew up with and my husband grew up with and so it's like it's just like being open to having it change like having your part because like also you know it's 
it's also different as a woman. Like I, when I grew up, it was like, well, you know, the man's supposed to make more and take care of you and things like that. And so it's also like, I wouldn't say it's like a grieving period for me, but it's also has to like, it also changes how, you know, how I look at, you know, what a husband does and what a husband looks like and things like that. And it's not better or worse. It's just different. It's okay if you don't want to answer this, but I'm going to ask this. Is there ever a time where you wish that your husband would have that mindset that you do? Where You know, I think like in theory, mm-hmm. I've thought about it like in theory, like, oh, yeah. it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice if I just had like a husband to take care of me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I think about what does the reality of that look like? Like the reality of that means that like... I, I'm probably married to somebody who is not as supportive of me going yes. off and being like, I got to go to a, a conference to speak for a week. I'll be back. Thanks for taking care of our dogs. Thanks for taking care of our house. Yeah. See you in a week. Like that's my situation. And luckily my partner's cool with that and supportive of that. And like, yeah. but you know, I think like in a more traditional setup, there's a lot of the independence and a lot of the like stuff that you need to run your own business that I think that goes away probably. Mm-hmm. I I love that you said that. I've had those same thoughts. That's why I asked it. <laughs> so let's say if I was to go ahead and create something to help high-achieving women stay married, what would you want me to teach you? Hmm. I think the main thing for me is like growing up without and and even like in like as as a young adult, as a child, but even as an adult now, like looking around there's not really like a model for like what does this look like and maybe there's not supposed to be maybe it looks different for everybody but just kind of like how to navigate some of these challenges of like okay so there's nobody here to send gifts to the family like who who does that who should do that like yeah um you know there's like who handles what or like like how to how to manage life <laughs> all yeah. the life things that come up i think it, like like time management in an equitable way i think is is what mm-hmm. would be helpful mm-hmm. okay where does intimacy where does communication where does building up that friendship does any of those other things like fall in i don't i don't think they do for my relationship just because those things luckily and also like through work are already there mm-hmm. like we're already best friends and most of the time the communication part of it is there mm-hmm. now for some of these issues like navigating new things that we've never dealt with before like i have enough money to buy a house and he doesn't or like you know who pays for the down payment or like you know just yeah. all these different things like um or like we're looking for a new car and my budget's different than his budget. And so how to kind of like navigate the the disparity in I love that. Money and I guess I guess power a little bit too. Yes. That one's a good one. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Because I think that also like I think that ties into a lot of the things we've been talking about, like makes people feel like emasculated if they don't feel like they have the same amount of power or maybe even more like maybe that's another grieving process that like men have to go through is like giving up having more power in the relationship by default yeah 
I know for Willie and I, um, once I started making more, I know for him, although Willie is a thousand percent my biggest cheerleader, I have heard him like when he's talked, you know, when he's been on the phone or when he's, you know, met with friends, you know, um, I have heard him like speak so highly of me. Like, it's just like, oh shit. Yeah. I guess I am a pretty badass, right? Like it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. And it's just so awesome to hear my husband speak that highly of me. And at the same time, when it comes to, when it came down to like how much money, you know, um, the company was bringing in and, you know, some of the, some of the things that we are able to do because of the business and, you know, some of the opportunities that I have and some of the people that I get to meet and speak with, you know, I do notice that I don't want to say it like triggers him. I mean, maybe it does, but my husband's pretty confident. And at the same time, there is this part, like, even when we're having conversations with, um, you know, other high achieving individuals, I noticed that my husband's kind of sitting there where I'm like fully in the conversation. Like we're both talking about how to up level, you know, ups, um, you know, like providing each other with feedback or providing mm -hmm. each other with support and how we can work with each other, you know, and most of the time I'm sitting with, you know, I'm sitting with husband, you know, couples, but it's the men that are talking about their businesses that like, those are the conversations I want to be in, yeah. you know, and don't get me wrong. I love hanging out with women, but they're not talking about those things. You know, and so that's what like, and I noticed that like, there are times where my husband's just kind of sitting there. And although he is able to, you know, be in the conversation, I noticed when it comes time to, well, you know, do you guys both own the business? You know, my husband, my husband will say I own the business. And maybe it's me, maybe it's some of him. But like, there's part of me that wants to say, well, he owns the business too, even mm -hmm. though I know that's not true. But it's just kind of like, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying in the beginning, like maybe it's some of us, maybe it, it is some of them, but like not wanting them to feel insecure. So sometimes maybe, you know, minimizing some of the things we do so it doesn't impact them. Right. Yeah. And it's a, I feel like it's a fine line between like trying to be res a respectful partner and then also like yeah. infantilizing them in a way like like maybe they they would just be fine and they're like I don't need that like I'm good Bingo. and maybe they do I have no idea right right what is one thing that you are most proud of yourself for doing running a fucking business <laughs> I feel like we've I and this is this is probably me like I feel like I've been talking we've been talking a lot about the challenges yeah of it but like 100% recommend would do again. Absolutely. Like, no Absolutely. regrets here on my end mm -mm. Uh, in that respect. Like there's new, there's challenges, but there's a hell of a lot of upside. To a, all thousand of it, so. yeah. a thousand percent. A thousand percent. My next question, it's my last one. How do you define success? I think this has changed over the years. Like I think when I first started out, it was having having a job that like impressed people or having a life that I felt like impressed people having things that I felt like impressed people like it was very much external and lately I've really been trying to meditate on like what what do I actually want like I think success to me is just figuring out what makes you happy mm -hmm. and doing that and I feel like that sounds really like 
simple, but I haven't I figured that. out how to do that yet. <laughs> and I think it's like having the bravery to actually like do it is the hard part mm-hmm. because like what you want is probably going to make a lot of other people think that you're, you've lost your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Even saying it out loud sometimes it's like, and we totally know yeah. we can, we can definitely do it. Yeah. We can definitely do it. Yeah. It's just like, I think, so maybe like success is sort of like doing what you want in spite of other people's judgments. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Nicole, thank you so much for being on here with me. I appreciate just this open, like real raw conversation. Um, For those that want to work with you, how do, how can they find you? You can find me at sproutlaw.com. Awesome. Awesome. How can we find you on social media? I'm on Instagram and on TikTok at Sprout Law. Thank you so much, Nicole. Absolutely. Let's be honest. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. Five things that are killing your marriage. Tips from a therapist. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. Ladies, this guide is 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy-to-use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for couples. I am on a mission to help you and your partner experience stress-free living. With this free guide, we are setting our marriages up for success. But it starts with you. You will find this free guide here in the show notes or go to www.veronicasisneros.org. The information I will be providing you is next level. And people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But 
what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.